Hey everybody, this is our very first podcast coming to you live here in Portland. My name is Ezai. Yep, my name is E Weezy Ian Williams. We are here to bring you the Kickin' Knowledge Podcast. Yes, it's a weekly podcast that intends to impart knowledge of the sneaker industry through informative interviews with industry insiders. Curated stories around the sneaker releases that fed and created the culture. Filmed and recorded in the Pencil Maker Studio in Portland, Oregon. Yep. Today we have some exceptionally esteemed guests on the show. Uh, you know, I mean, in the sneaker community, you probably know their names, whether you know their faces. And um, yeah, I think we can just go ahead and go down the line and start with the man at the end, holding the young future sneaker royalty <laughs> man right there. The one and only Mr. Retro Kid. Hi, my name is Alex Wayne. Uh, I also go by Retro Kid. Hey, thanks for having me. This yeah, fun. thanks for having him. Hey. Hey. Good deal. Up next, we have our man, the one and only Mr. Phase Two. Yep. Hey, what's up? This is uh, Phase Two, uh, Jermaine Tolentino from Alaska. Once again, thanks for having me. Thanks for being <laughs> here. And you guys probably have uh, gone broke at his shop already. <laughs> but at one point, the man was broke on Jordans, the one and only Broke on Jordans. Hey, what's up? My name's T. I also go by Broke on Jordans. Um, I'm here with some friends, and we're going to talk some good stuff. Hey, don't be scared, man. Don't I ain't scared. scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> and I think, you know, you guys can't see it, but we got some great folks here uh, out here making sure that Sneaker Week PDX is uh, having a great start for his first year. We got the one and only uh, secret, secret man back behind the camera, um, the good man, John Colombo. I think you guys have seen a few of his videos that uh, some of these uh, young rappers and R&B guys happen to be a part of. And he also uh, leads a nice platform called SNKR Inc. Yep. And then we also have our Steam staff here, winners from the rest of the Sneaker Week crew. All right, let's get a round of applause for everybody. And shout out to the to, to the good people that came through from Arizona. Hey, all the way here, just for the week, Sneaker Week, man, that's dope, man. It really means a lot, so shout out to those guys, man. Whole Damn! <laughs> Whole squad. Yeah, it is. It's Damn. an amazing thing. It's yeah. an amazing thing. All right, um, so first, look, I mean, look, we all know what Riker's doing right now. If anybody's watching this on uh, <laughs> Facebook Live, I mean, excuse me, Instagram Live, um, it's uh, Kick the Knowledge on Instagram, and we see young Riker crushing a nice plum green packet. Mm. But, Alex, tell us what you do. I love sneakers. That's pretty much uh, defined my entire life, so that led to co-founding of Soul Collector Magazine. It led to a great career at Nike and just, I love everything about sneakers, just from the design to the sporting events to, you know, the technology and just, I think overall the community. I think that's one of the greatest things about what brings all of us together is, is a piece of footwear that, you know, we grow up with. It's just something you wear that you, you make great friends and you, you learn a lot of things and, you know, it's been fantastic. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Jermaine. So yeah, um, like I said before, I'm from Alaska, and I was born and raised there. Um, after, I don't know, how long? 26, 27 years um, of living there, I decided to move to Oregon to further pursue my career in the footwear industry. And here I am. I mean, like Alex said, we're all here for the same reason. We love footwear. Um, it's been a big part of my life for a long time. And I'm happy to be here. Cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. What about you, T, man? Tell, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, bro. Um, so I'm a co-owner of Index. 
Uh, it's a sneaker consignment store downtown Portland in Chinatown. Um, I'm from Northeast Portland. Uh, me and my best friend opened Index in 2013. In friend, Mikey. Hey. <laughs> Shout out Mike. Mikey Index on yeah, yeah. My, yeah, Mikey Index. Um, yeah, we just we, we basically grew up collecting sneakers. Uh, we started you know in the early 2000s and basically uh, started selling them in like mid 2000s to get other sneakers. So uh, a couple years later, we were like, man. You know, Portland doesn't have anything like, uh, you know, like all the big cities like L.A., you know, uh, New York and seeing all the, like the sneaker start, you know, sneaker stores that are over there. We were like, man, we need to do something cool for our city. So we saved up some money for a couple of years and traveled around. And here we are. Just making sure we also uh, harp in on the fact that this is a very social world. You guys might share what your social handles are just so people can follow you and stay up with you just in case they want to know. Yeah. So uh, mine is T. T index, so it's T E E index. Uh, mine is phase two, P H A S E two. Uh, Instagram retrokid forty five, Twitter is retrokid twenty three. Don't ask me. Everyone seems to take retrokid something. Retrokid. <laughs> <laughs> retrokid. That's all right, man. I'm sure they already follow all y'all, but it's, it's it's good to have that in that info down. Uh, so. You know, straight up, like when when did you guys when did you first start collecting, and when did you know that you were like collecting? You know, Jermaine, why don't you go ahead and start it out, man? Oh man, so I started out collecting, collecting um, in the early two thousands. Uh, this was before you know the social media boom. I would say around two thousand two, two thousand one. I was doing nothing but Air Force One collecting, and um, I loved the Dunk, uh, the Nike Dunk Low in particular. Um, I didn't really get into Air Jordans until. 2003 when the White Cement 3 came out and that was my very first Jordan and I guess everything snowballed after that but yeah ever since then I mean times have changed it's been a long time <laughs> to say the least True that. but I'm glad I did what I did back then because uh, yeah I mean it's brought me here today yeah I think I, I think I saw a photo of you in, uh, in a Soul Collector magazine that you showed me maybe <laughs> a year ago you and your brothers yeah in the snow the snow when one featured uh, somebody a Jordan collector from every city or yeah from every state and it was like you and your bros just standing in the snow your hair was way different it was oh, way different oh man you probably wouldn't even hey I still <laughs> I still message him about <laughs> it every <laughs> once in a while yeah. that's why I said times have changed yeah. <laughs> I definitely so, yeah. show people yeah. every once in a while I'm like you know who yeah. this is yeah. like no hey you were rocking that box logo though yeah it was, uh, it was it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> T, when would you say was your very first time? Um, so I basically, my first lineup experience was uh, in 2000 when the Space Jam dropped. Um, that was when they were dropping sneakers on like Thursdays. So I had to skip school to go get it. And uh, that was interesting. Um, I picked up two pairs. That was my first double. That was my first double cop doing there to actually nice. let you buy more than one. And uh, I bought that Champs at Lloyd Center. And uh, put them on on the max going to, to school. And, yeah, there you go. Um, and that's really what started it. Honestly, like uh, people thought I was crazy, but you know, I was like, hey man, when you love a shoe and you've been wanting it to come out for a long time, I wanted to get two. And that's really where it started. I mean, that from what I remember. <laughs> you know? Hey, uh, Alex, what was Riker's first shoe? Now, what's your first yeah. shoe, Max? Uh, my first shoe. First shoe? Well, the, the first shoe that started, that, like, got you started collecting. Everything. Uh, I mean, the Jordan Four by far is my the best piece of footwear of all time, I believe. <laughs> but uh, I think, I think it officially started in 1997 with the Jordan Twelve when I worked at Foot Locker, and I would buy one to wear and play in, and then I would always use the discount and I would get another one. 
Mm. And then over the years, I noticed like. Sorry about the construction, folks. <laughs> it's real. This is life. Yeah. All right. Chinatown's <laughs> booming. Chinatown's moving poorly. Sneakers got booming. Is. Yeah. And I would notice after a while, I would have two of everything. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go backwards and get all the old Jordans and then go forwards and buy all the new Jordans. So I think from 97, 98, that's when it started. Good strategy. So we kind of got on with what your first shoe was. Um, you know, did, did people think you guys were like, did you feel like your friends or people around you thought you were weird or different because you were collecting? Uh, me personally? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, only like, I'm, well, I'm from Northeast Portland. Everybody's wearing Jordans where I'm from. Um, so to buy two, yeah, it was kind of like, what's the point? Um, but when you know they're not going to come back out for a long time, uh, you know, it, it's, it doesn't really matter what people think to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my mom thought I was crazy. <laughs> she was like, you know, you work hard for your money. Why are you out here buying two pairs of sneakers? But at the same one. Um, but, no, I just, I just pushed it along and kept it, kept it going. Would you tell her when, you, when she asked you, like, why you were buying two pairs? Oh, you know, I just told her, hey, look, man, these are, these are awesome. See, she knew, she knew that I was always into sneakers, like, from a very early age. So she, she kind of understood. But, she, you know, she made fun of me 100%. I, t I told her, hey, look, this is something I really like. And. You know, she always backed me a hundred percent. Like anything I was, you know, passionate about. So she understood. <laughs> well, e, real quick, when, when did you realize that, yeah. you were, that you were a collector? When did you realize that? You know, uh, it's a very sad but true story. But honestly, it wasn't even shoes first. It was comic books in um, about the fifth or sixth grade. Started looking um, and wanting certain comics and realizing that they were kind of. They must have been really good because they were more expensive than the other ones. Hey. <laughs> so uh, I started trying to get a comic book box. And then, there you go. You know, being a little bit older than you guys, being an inner city kid and everything, mm -hmm. your parents didn't have a lot. So it was a thing where you learn how to use a toothbrush and keep your shoes clean. Hey. So I'd honestly say <laughs> probably <laughs> And plus, you go, I'm not from Portland. I'm from, a D I'm from DC, DMV. Shout out DMV. Hey. Um, but, they represent. Uh, jam. <laughs> oh, jam. But basically, um, the Air Force One. Was my first shoe. Oh, yeah. nice. Cool. Yeah, hey, actually, Alex, you collect other things other than just sneakers. Like you, uh, yeah, I think I've seen on your Instagram you collect uh, some other stuff too. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I'm a kind of a big Supreme guy. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you don't say. Oh, damn! I grew up skateboarding in high school too, so I, I like to say I'm not a complete poser, but. Semi poser. Yeah. Oh. Right now. That's yeah. all right. And I and I think I saw some. He's right. Oh yeah. yeah. Young, yeah. young, young, young retro kid is out here. You know, just letting yeah. everybody know he's about to be in Boston. Um. And, but I think I saw you had like some uh, like some Nintendo stuff. Like oh yeah. Video, oh yeah. Video games. Yeah. That's my other passion. Uh, I have pretty much every console, and trying to get all the consoles and all the classic games for my youth. Another meaning for a retro kid. Hmm. Oh. Gotcha. That's dope. Ah, that's super dope. <laughs> Two birds, Jermaine, one stone. What up? Jermaine, what would you say your, you know, what was the first one for you? Well, first uh, shoe to... Like, the, what was the shoe that actually, like, really, 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 like, just got your soul, got your emotion? So, like I said before, I started out with nothing but white and white Air Force Ones. It was, like, 2001. I was a young high school kid. Um, white and white lows and mids. It's funny, because I didn't mess with the highs back then. Now I don't even mess with mids. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's lows and highs for me today. Um, but nothing but Air Force Ones. My first non-white Air Force One was a white 
with uh, orange contrast stitching. It was a mid that I purchased in 2002 from Kicks or uh, Nike Town Honolulu. I don't even know if that's slow. I don't even know if that's open. Nah, it's closed. It's closed. Yeah, yeah it's closed. But I remember buying Nike it there. Um, and after that, White Cement Air Jordan Three in 2003. <clears throat> I remember looking, um, going to Foot Locker's, get you know, looking through East Bay catalogs um, in years in years past with uh, just seeing white True Blue Air Jordan 3 retros, white mochas, and I had buddies Shout with the True mochas. Blues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Dead Stock Coffee Jordan 3. Oh, that's yeah. right. It is. Uh, all over. Yeah. So, yeah, the White Cement 3 really, really, uh, I guess, started the avalanche because I got nothing but Jordans after that. And I've gone through a lot of different phases, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Phase one. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> phase and... Yeah, all the old orange and silver box SVs, things like that. But really, the white cement three kind of drifted me away from white and white and white Air Force ones. At what point did you realize that you were like a part of a community and you weren't alone? Like, at what point was that key moment that created that connection for you and the establishment of the community and stuff? The internet. Yep. The internet. I was just about to point to different Alex. message boards. Uh, you know, different avenues of you know talking to people across the country uh, a little bit before ebay started also but just seeing a, a, a board solely for sneakers and talking about sneakers and exchanging mm-hmm. information about what, sneakers. What, what board would that be uh, well <laughs> nike park first but there then you nike go. talk jam shout out for nike shout out to nike yeah dmv section shout out to all my dmv sections while <laughs> <laughs> sneaker man dan yeah. bony starks all the good folks from Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. All you guys are really good at first. Mm-hmm. Check out the... What did oh, you jam! Oh, I remember those. Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember those. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. So piggyback, I thought, piggybacking off of that, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that was weird at first. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, what did you I was like, today? I don't know about this. Um, really Soul good. Collector Forums was big. Back then, it was called ISS. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. ISS. Um, jam! Yeah, was on that. Yeah, that was a really big deal. That's when I pretty much felt like you know I was part of a community um, but yeah this is back when you can only buy shoes um, outside of the, uh, the big chains like um, you could buy your shoes at vintage kicks mm-hmm. pick your shoes shoe trends shoe yeah, trends yeah. vintage USA yeah. yeah yeah Nike talk was the, a big one but what really hit me hard was even it's the soul collector magazine that's when I started seeing like people with their collections like actually on a mainstream level in a magazine that was done correctly like it wasn't just janky it was actually like really good and obviously alex knows everything about this and that's what really hit me hard was like whoa because i didn't get into the forums until like i want to say like 2003 on nike talk and uh but a couple years later they're already doing the magazine soul collectors so and that's what really got me i was like whoa this is I'm not alone, you know? But I also had friends in Portland that did it as well, but we all dig those Soul Collector magazines. That's what really stands out to me, because I wasn't huge on Nike Talk. I was more into the Soul Collector days. Are there any other, like, what, who would you consider your contemporaries in that space in terms of people who have collections close to yours or, you know? I mean, we know who they are, but mm-hmm. the listening community doesn't know who have those people and stuff like that. Uh, so people that I kind of, like, looked up to and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, obviously, Alex. Uh, he was, you know, I, I knew about him, you know, probably one of the first collectors that was like brought to the mainstream to be honest with you and and like that i first people really big people i knew yeah so yeah retro kid for sure 100 percent. yeah yeah back in dc we didn't know i mean like iss was like a 
legitimate place to look at. And, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it was like definitive information came. You know, because that's another good thing I like to ask about. Like I, the the one the reason why we actually had the three of you on here is because mm -hmm. you guys give unique perspectives on what um, different arenas are and everything in terms mm -hmm. of collecting. And I asked a question earlier about. Um, what was your first shoe? But like, if you had to pick a category per se, or is there a defined space that your collections live in? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm assuming I'm, I know you. So I yeah, <laughs> Jordan Brand, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, that's all I really paid attention to my whole life. Okay. I mean, Penny was right there too, but Jordan Brand for sure, like without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's kind of tough for me because uh, if you know me and my collecting habits, I'm kind of a chameleon. So I love all things under the Nike umbrella, whether it's vintage, you know, SMUs to, you know, cleated, um, mm. Nike basketball, old NSW products, um, all the above. So anything that fits under the Nike umbrella. Is there anything like specific? Yeah, what are we really talking about, yeah. Jermaine? Yeah. Come on, Jermaine. Come on, man. Yeah. I've got an affinity for, you know, just Jordan brand products. I mean, anything. Well, naturally, we're. Piece. We're talking about oh, yeah. Come on, man. You know, I love <laughs> niche stuff because you know naturally we're we're creatures who want what we can't have, mm. and these types of shoes aren't available to the public. So, you know, you want them, and that's how it is. Yeah, I've, mm -hmm. I've been yeah. The, I've been the the to, to the phase layer. Uh, <laughs> yes. The phase and, layer, uh, and I've seen some some stuff that. Uh, you know, I spent my fair amount of time working on campus, and I was even a janitor, so I saw some stuff I probably wasn't supposed to see. And at his house, I really have seen some stuff I probably have never seen. So, so I mean, he, he's skating around it. He got a big smile on his face because he knows it's legit. This is the only dude I know. I was walking down the street in New York with Jermaine at the uh, uh, All Star a few years Stop. ago, and uh, Stop. and uh, we walk into we walk into a pop up shop across from Barclays and. Uh, Clark sees him, DJ Clark can't see him, he goes, oh, snap, he didn't say snap, he's like, it's phase two, and he was so hyped, and he was like, man, the only man I know, one of the only people I know that can battle my collection, so that's that's crazy, man, and then he was like, yo, what's up, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> big shout out. Hey, Ian. Big, big shout out to Clark Kent, he's a true OG in the game. Oh, jam. Yeah. Shout out to Clark Kent, he's, uh, he's the truth, man. Yeah. But uh, with that said, I mean... My collection isn't anything compared to these guys around me. These guys have insanity. Oh, stuff. them too. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> you too. Nah. Both of you. All, yeah, all yeah. you guys. I just pour coffee on my shoes all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have nice things. Alex, what would you say? Nice things. Uh, for people? Uh, I, I like the people that, are, that have been in the game a long time. I mean, I'm, I turned 40 this year. Oh, a, a bigger appreciation for Jam. You know, a lot of the vintage guys. So Corgi Shoe, big shout out to hey. him. You know, he's been stocking forever. Oh, Jam for days. Um, actually, there's there's a bunch of new uh, old sorry, old guys that have created a new group on Instagram, OG Support Group. Have you seen those guys? No, no, no. no. Yeah. yeah so oh, tell, please yeah. shout out to the OG Support yeah. Group. Yeah. Tell us. Oh, was it OG Sneak? Was it Jam? Yeah. There's yeah. Ijapino and Scholar Twenty Three and. Uh, OG sneaker nerd, and they've kind of resurrected this like um, love for information. I think that's mm. what's missing nowadays. A lot of people just agree. Like, the reason we're doing this, yeah. Show. A lot mm -hmm. of people post just to like post a rare thing. These guys post to like tell stories, and like it's fun reading about them and mm -hmm. just seeing like all the stuff that I grew up with and all the stuff that these kids should read about. Right? 
you know, I yeah. think information is power. So and Terrence and I had a conversation, and I think Terrence's wife and I had a conversation about mm -hmm. how important it is to kind of get that provenance around the product and everything, just so you can actually have an opportunity to, you know, sell the stuff better through your store and everything. Too. Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. For sure. But um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, why? Why is this thing important to you guys? Like, why is this like? Because really, shoes are just like these things that you put on your feet, and they're sometimes used for performance. But really, you just got to get like to and from, right? So why why does it even matter? Why does why does collecting even matter to you guys? Yeah, take your time well, and go deep on this. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, give us the nuances that make <laughs> yeah. sense. Why this is important to you? Well, like Alex said, like you know, when you've been doing it a long time, it's just like it becomes like a basically like your image. You know, it's like something that. Is you're so reckoned with, you know, like it's just so normal to us, and to see it, you know, keep going. I mean, that's a good thing, you know, because it's, you know, it's it's one of those things that we we're passionate about at a younger age, and we're gonna be passionate about until we grow old. And to see it like blow up like this is like I think really cool. Yeah. You know, and other generations, you know, not to be corny or anything, but like seriously, like other generations learn from you know people that are full of knowledge, like you know Jermaine here, like you guys, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, that's why I, I respect what we're you know you guys are doing so much here. Um, I think that's important, you know, to just keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Get, let people like feel like how we used to feel, like or still feel, but you know, growing up in the sneaker game. I mean, it's. <clears throat> I think it's really important, like, for older people to to cast like information, like we were just talking earlier. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I th I feel like that's really important right now because it is it is slipping right now. Like a lot of. A lot of people are just posting just you know rare stuff and stuff. It doesn't have a story behind it. And I think it's you know a lot of a lot of stuff is like losing substance. To be honest with you, but that's just my, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's uh, for me. I guess it's two part. Um, sneakers are important to me. One because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and I like knowing Shout anything. Out to all the nerds out there. Hey. Yeah. yeah, anything and everything. Damn. You know, footwear in general. We all know footwear is footwear. There's a culture behind footwear, but it's product. You know, it's a necessity. Humans need footwear. We need shoes to cover our feet. And um, yeah, I love knowing anything and everything about it. whether it's ideation, you know, concepts of creation, prototyping, everything. I love it all. Do you find that across other products as well, or just footwear? Just footwear. Yeah. But anyone can have any passion towards any object. Yeah. So that's my part A, and I guess my part B is. Uh, footwear and shoe collecting in general is important to me because of friendship. Uh, I've met a lot of great people because go. of footwear. I moved my entire life with my fiance Lizzie from Alaska to Oregon because of footwear. And I'm glad I did. Um, I met people like Ian, Terrence, Isai. I've known Alex for 10 plus years um, through footwear. <laughs> you know? yeah. He's like, he's like come on, man, yeah. I think we've all known each other on uh, the, yeah. well, not all. Yeah, well, I, no, I'm not going to front. I was like too enamored with like, honestly, I, I thought you were the PE guy and I was like, I can't call this guy. Whatever. Nah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Alex the God. Um, no, but. <laughs> no, um, I was like, oh, man. No, but like Shucks. I said, though, footwear is important to me because I've met so many great people through footwear, developed a lot of great relationships and, you know, I, I wouldn't, change anything if I travel back in time and it's made me who I am today. That is. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dave Terrence and Jermaine touched on pretty much everything I was gonna say too. So I'll just add this. Like forward is important because of the feeling. The feeling you get when remember when you're younger and you get like your first pair of shoes on the first day of school mm. or 
you saw Michael Jordan fly from the free throw line and you wanted those or oh jam you know somewhere like the, the feeling that you get is is what I'll definitely remember and I hope people can take away from that like just Mm-hmm. <laughs> young retro. Young, young mm-hmm. retro. If you're retro, don't try to help out, man. Yeah, the memories. Yes. Uh, just the feelings and how, you know, sneakers make you feel. I mean, that, it's just a piece of footwear, but it definitely yeah. makes you feel something. I want to go back, too, because I think we got it from the other guys, but we didn't actually get exactly what your collection is comprised of. Mm. Um, I know there's like, you know, I, I, I have a view of what I think you do, but I, you know, it'd be awesome for you to share what you think. I mean, primarily Jordans, but SBs, uh, rarities, samples, promos, but I think also tech. Yeah. Um, like, I love the art pressure just because of what it was for the time and what it stood for. I love the, the shocks R4 because, again, of the technology that it brought to the space. Now HyperAdapt, VaporMax, um, you know, different technologies that over the years have either succeeded or failed, you know, like the Avidian or the, uh, the Morph technology, <laughs> you know, all of that. Can you, can you share a little more on the Avidian and Morph technology? Because I'm sure some of these kids have no idea. Oh, well, the Avidian was an original skate shoe that you could flip inside out. Mm-hmm. So basically <laughs> you wear it and then you would have like a blue color and then you would literally take the shoe and flip it inside out and it'll be like yellow or red or something uh it didn't work and but you know at least they tried something new and also same thing with the morph technology um i forgot what it stood for exactly but it was like a shell so you would buy the base shoe and it would have an air bubble and like the monkey paw technology and then you would have a cover uh different types of covers like there's a jason kidd model there's a scotty pippen model mm-hmm. and then you would take the existing base shoe and shove it into this ex- exo skin with an outsole and, and all the design elements. And then when you would wear it out, get another shell, so to speak. So again, anything like that, like um, Reebok pumps or, you know, like Vans over the years, like Vauxhall and all that, you know, waffle and checkerboard, like anything that's unique and, and moves sneakers forward. Because again, like if you don't move forward, like you're, you're just going to be stale for a while. So I think technology, you know, is always, always going to be cool. Well, look, I'm going to jab a little bit on that one there, but you know, you call yourself Retro Kid, we're talking about technology. <laughs> we all know that retros kind of lead a lot in footwear for the collecting phase, but how much, what's that balance like? And I'd love all you to kind of speak on this. Like, what's the importance of the balance of the retro with the new? Oh, I think it's important <laughs> because. Uh, You're just on a roll, man. I'm like, I'm yeah, letting you speak. Uh, I want to hear It's speak. important because, again, the retros represent stuff from the past. And that, that's always going to be important to remember, like, your first Air Max model. Or, but, again, you, you can't rely on it forever because, you, you know, you can only buy so many Air Max 1s and Air Force 1s. So innovation is, is key. And, again, I think that's a good balance between what the Jordan brand's trying to do. You know, you see a lot of the Jordan retros, you know, different colorways over the years. But, again, like, you see Russ just killing it. Mm. You know, like the 31, the 30.5, 32. Like, you know, I like the 32. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I like the 32. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like I'm going to get the red ones and probably some other colors. And from what I heard, it plays really well. So that's that's really important. Mm -hmm. No, I I definitely agree with everything Alex said. Um, Just it's tough because finding the right balance of retro and old school, new school, it's always a tough argument. But, you know, if you don't push the boundaries, um, you can't really progress and move forward. Um, If a shoe releases that's brand new and it's, 
and everyone likes the shoe design, you know that the designers didn't push the boundaries and it's probably too safe. Hmm. If it's polarizing, half the people love it, half the people hate it. Jam! You know what I mean? Like, that's my opinion. Um, but with every shoe design that launches, you can't please every consumer. So mm -hmm. you need a little bit, you know, you, you need to sprinkle a little bit here, a little bit there, and you gotta diversify with your designs. Because, I mean, that's, that's what I think. I mean, that's just my two cents. Um, you know, I totally agree with what they said. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that m my friend and I had, had a conversation about this the other day and we were talking about retros and the new stuff and uh, basically retros to me um, will always be cool. I don't, I, you know, it's classics I mean, you can't go wrong. You know, there's Jordan 1s, they retro for 20, 30 more years and they'll still be rocked in my eyes. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I, I pretty much stay close to like Jordan brand and like follow what they do. Um, I think that they do need to work on all the newer stuff first, you know, because they'll always have that, that, those retros in the past, but I think you really need to focus on the new stuff, like hardcore, because that's a more important one, because that can carry you for more generations. I mean, you can retro a 32, you know, 15 years from now, and if it's fire, you got more ammo, you know what I'm saying, to bring to the table, and uh, that's what I think, you know, going forward, you know, what they should focus on more than just retros. I think they need to slow down on retros, personally. Um, I mean, we get it, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of a big deal, I think, yeah. uh, coming from you, you know, Ben, that you work in, you know, you have like retail, mm -hmm. which, you know, you're, you're dealing with whatever's just coming out, and then you have consignment, mm -hmm. you're dealing in things that really only people want. Yeah. So so hearing you say that is that, I'm not like dissing or anything like that, but that's like, it's, it's important, and I don't know how much mm -hmm. the, the brands pay attention to what's going on in consignment shops, mm -hmm. but consignment shops are really actually like consignment shops. It's, people who resell like that, that's really it's the, ground zero. That's what's going down. Yeah, yeah. you know, so, mm -hmm. so I, you know that that's a that's a that's a really dope point, especially hearing you talk about the longevity of some of mm -hmm. this product and what they're doing currently and what and what that could mean moving forward. I mean, look at look at what Adidas is doing right now. Mm. I mean, Ultra Boost, you'll be able to you can bring out Ultra Boost for the next millennium. Yeah, they're dope. Yeah, no, that's, and that's, it, it's, and yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You know, Ultra Boost, uh, I mean, they made a classic that's super comfortable, which is really hard to do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those things, man. And we talk about it a lot and you are right. I mean, consignment stores, that's where ground zero talk comes from, man. Like, you know, that's, that's where it's happening, man. That's, I mean, we, we put out there what is relevant. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's, but it, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the future for sure. Yeah. Cool. If we had to ask a question of you and ask you what your grail is, what is your grail? I mean, we know what you just established your brand, you <laughs> the, the models you love and everything. What is your grail? For those who don't know, grail is like a shoe that you like really, that you really, really wanted or that you really want. <laughs> That's hard to get, you know, mm. the holy grail. Yeah, the holy grail, literally, like your almost unattainable shoe. Yeah. I want to hear what they have to say for it. I don't know, man. I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm interested. I if uh, some of you actually own your grails. Oh, man. I'll, I'll start off with that one. Yeah. I actually do own my grail. Um, it's tough because everyone has their own definition of holy grail. Um, but here's a backstory. So my favorite basketball player of all time is Ray Allen. Yeah. And my favorite silhouette Jam. is Air Jordan 23. So... I mean, I don't, I don't really like wearing the 23, but as far as aesthetics go, I love the overall design. Lateral side, medial side, outsole, everything is awesome. Um, so in March of 2008, Ray Allen wore the white and green Air Jordan 23 against the 76ers at home hey, in Boston. <laughs> so really? as soon as I saw images of him wearing the white and green Air Jordan 23, I knew I had to have 
So that was March 2008. I eventually tracked down a pair December 2008. Wow. Oh, man, that was no time. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Dang. You know, you'd think, you know, it'd take years and years and years to track down your grail, but to this day, look at all my interviews, everything, I always say that's my favorite shoe mm. of all time. That's dope. Yeah. Um, Grails, yeah, I actually, actually talked to Jermaine about this before we started. Uh, <laughs> I always, we always have like a, a top 10 yeah. list, mm. and you look for it, and then you get it, and then you're like, oh, I'm done, now what? <laughs> so I made a new top 10, and then I got all those, and I'm like, oh, I'm done. So now my, my ultimate, ultimate grail is the Jordan 1 from 85, the University of Washington colors. People think it's a Lakers colorway also, mm. but it's the white, purple, and gold. Yeah, yeah those are crazy. I, I've <laughs> seen one pair in LA in person, and I've never seen one since. Y'all help. Oh, oh, yeah. help. Size 10, help. size 10, yeah. or anywhere near there. University of Washington. Washington, yeah. Jordan was that the pair with the writing on the side yeah, panel? Somebody, somebody some writing on the side panel, yeah. I won't oh, jam! The one that's been photographed. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one, yeah. Help him. Yeah. But then it changes. There's always, there's always another Jordan or Dunk or something to look at, look for, so. It never ends. That's, that's part of the fun. What, the, the, the question on that will be like, uh, let's see, I'll let you answer, I'll let you, let you answer first, Will, Mike Pop. Oh. Um, what, what's your... What's your grail? Oh man, um, I mean, I do own my grail. It's uh, you know, cause same as you know, these guys, PEs uh, do interest me very heavily. Um, I got a GP uh, away twelve. I've been chasing that shoe for years. Um, so you know, black and purple. Um, it's one of those things that uh, I've been chasing for a very long time, and it just all the deals sunk. You know, since two thousand three. You know. Yeah. Um, but I finally obtained them like a couple years ago and I was like, man, I was so happy. But, you know, that's a PE grail. Like there's different genres of grails for me. Like honestly, like, you know, a promo, a promo sample would be uh, obviously the Eminem 4. I mean, you know, I'm going to stick to Jordan Brand, you know, all, all day. But uh, the Eminem 4, when it first came out, I tried to get that a few times too. But unfortunately, I'm a size 13 and there was only a few pairs made and it was really hard to get. Um, Size 13, Eminem 4s. Yeah, it, and, and now it's it's so, you know, massively known that it's just kind of watered down, but I still love it. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been chasing that sneaker since day one, right when I saw him, and I was like, man, I had to have it, but uh, I never got it. And I don't know if I'll ever get it now that the prices are, like, in the 20000 and up. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Answer, but uh, how much is too much for a pair of kicks? 20000 Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, um, like, you know, I mean, like, yeah. people spend money like that. Yeah. Like, what's, I mean, you know, you see, I'm mm -hmm. sure. We know people who spend money like personally. That, yeah. 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 Oh, dude, I, honestly, with me, I mean, it, it comes down to, like, you know, what are your priorities? You know, like, obviously, we all have kids now. We're getting older. Um, prior to that, though, I mean, you know, it would be easy for me to spend $5,000 on a shoe, you know, if I really, really wanted it. Um, but other than up uh, past that, I mean, it's crazy, you know. But, uh you know, I mean, you got like different years, like back, like in early 2000s, I mean, spending like $2,000 for a sneaker was crazy. Yeah. Like that was crazy. That's what, you know, and the undefeated four and Eminem four really set those off in my world. Cause Jordan brand, I was like, Oh my God, these are going for $4,000, you know? Um, in you know, the mid 2000s, that was crazy. But now, I mean, that, that's, that's nothing, you know, to, to, pay, to buy on a pair, you know, to drop on a pair of sneakers. Um, nowadays, I mean, dude, It'd be hard for me to drop over a thousand on a pair of sneakers, you know, right now. <laughs> Just because, I mean, I have a kid, you know, I mean, there's priorities and stuff. But, uh, yeah, but it really depends where you're at in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but uh, right now, I mean, if 
I wouldn't spend over a thousand dollars for a pair of sneakers, probably. <laughs> you, I guess you're at the you're in the consignment shop world and everything. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So what what's the most expensive shoe you've got up for sale right now, and what's like one of the most expensive shoes you guys probably sold? Um, so the one right now we have most expensive, I mean, probably Oregon PEs. We have those all day for like 5,000 plus and they do sell. Um, the most expensive sneaker we sold was, oh man, this is crazy. So we got, um, and being a PE guy, this really hit home. Um, a Jordan seven, uh, Kobe PE came in away with embroidered eight on the inner. And uh, it was brand new, signed, dual signed, and it came with the original box. And it, it, like literally, I was taken back. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like, this is like the stuff to you know." And uh, we priced that 25k, and uh, they sold right away when we put up. And uh, they, it went fast. I don't even think. Damn. I, I the day I, I happened to be around the day that it came in. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to actually see him and like hold him and what. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even mess with Kobe. Y'all know if you know me. You know <laughs> But that was crazy. Yeah. It was, uh, and I think you guys like went to photograph them or whatever. They yeah. like hit the site. Oh, they, no. They, they, gone, like, they hit the site, okay, but it was like so off. fast. It was gone. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Because we wanted, to, we wanted to put it out there, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But it was, it was one of those things like and it was an interesting time in PEs because like Kobe uh, left Adidas and he wasn't signed to anything. So they joined Brand Game a few uh PPEs, but that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, man, yeah, it, it caused it caused a scene. You know, people were like, "Yo, did those really sell for twenty five thousand dollars?" Yeah, TMZ hit us up and yeah, everything. We were that, like, that, like, "Did that really like do something for like the business and, and oh, yeah, whatnot?" Dude. Yeah, people, people to this day still ask us, hey, "Yo, did you really sell those for twenty five thousand dollars?" And we we're like, "Yeah, I mean, it really <laughs> happened." You know, what I'm saying like for for that price, but uh, yeah, it was super interesting. I mean, um, for him to go that fast, I mean, it was just like, whoa, you know, this is. This is crazy. I mean, the sneaker game is wild, you know, and that's just, and that's just what it is right now, though. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Have you guys ever done, like, the lineups before you were at the place you are now where I'm sure you might get boxes of good stuff for yourselves and everything? And- Oh, basically, like, have have I, have I ever, like, waited in lines for sneakers? Mm-hmm. Oh, back in the day? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, I mean, that was a way of life back then. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, I wouldn't do that because I'm just old and I couldn't bear the... You know, like portland weather but you know what i'm saying like yeah but nowadays yeah i mean but yeah back in the day for sure it was a normal thing for us every weekend you know is this the question about lining up or sneaker pricing today both both you can yeah. start with pricing first and then the lineup start pricing first in the lineup yeah with pricing i'll agree with uh t um pricing today is ridiculous mm. people willing to spend like thousands and thousands and thousands on a single pair of shoes and it's hard for me to buy a pair of shoes for four digits today. But back in the day, I would. Um, for me, in the late 2000s, uh, I've ev- I eventually evolved into a, a consumer who uh, loved quality over quantity. So I would rather have one really rare piece of footwear and spend X amount uh, on a shoe that I love instead of having three pairs of shoes that I like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was quality over quantity back then. But after like 10 plus years of doing that, I have both quality and quantity today. Um, but man, I'm in the same boat as T. I mean, these prices today are ridiculous. Count me out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I tend to tell the kids nowadays too, like just the reality of, you know, we've been in it for a little bit of time and mm-hmm. we've seen, and you know, this is another question for you guys, like how many pairs of your shoes have been disintegrated over years that you think, oh, you know? Geez. Yeah. So I, that's yeah. the thing. Where yeah. I that was them, like you know, wear, yeah. wear your kicks. You know, get them and wear them. It's. 
I don't know if you want to you want to go on this first. You you collect a lot more older sneakers than I do. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> um, you have a lot of older stuff. I've got a lot of older stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had sixteen pairs of original Jordan. There you go. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. Jam. Uh, stuff. Oh, um, jam. Eventually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I've even had like original Air Jordan threes from '88. OG mm. True Blue, OG Black. Oh, jam. Well, I like vintage pairs. Mm. They definitely do disintegrate, but. You gotta keep in mind I had the luxury of living in Alaska where it's not very humid. Mm. So I was all good. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some pictures of some shoes that I've like oh, yeah. collection. I'm like, how is it possible yeah. that not yellowed or yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You outside with the bears? There you go. Yeah. 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 We outside yeah. with the bears. Yeah. <laughs> salmon. True. Yeah. True. Um what was the second question? Um, the second question was uh, the lineup situation. Like, did you line up ever in Alaska or in? Not Alaska. I did. Well, I did. No, I did. Yeah. I did. So that's the thing. I mean, I remember lining up for a few Jordan brand releases. Like the first time the Great Five uh, retro lined up. I didn't line up to the extreme. How many people were in line? Five. <laughs> so, and that was two hours before you know the doors uh. opened. Things like that. You know, it was no big deal. But it, you know, we had a small community. Um, but I have lined up several times for like big launches, like in 2007, 2006, um, Soul Collector was doing shoe competitions. Mm. Yeah, you used and to follow were, those. I did, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, cool. I would travel from Alaska like to Seattle when they released the Seattle Air Max 95s where the lateral and medial side were different colors. Um, I lined up for 24 hours. And I also did the same thing um, for the Las Vegas Soul Collector event. Um, they released a Nike Dunk High with a Three M panels, mm. white croc, Those were like maroon midsole, pink so outsole. Mm. Yeah, I lined up for. I was in line. I think I was like number fifty something. Oh, but then that was great for me. Caesar's Palace. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Nick DePaula and, uh, and DP and the crew. Yeah. So I lined up in the past. Just, so yeah. <laughs> just not in Alaska yeah. as much. So, yeah, I have lined up. I know, I know the stress and the rigors it takes. Oh man, stress for sure. Yeah. People cutting and stuff at the last second. And you don't want to like say anything because you don't want to get like kicked out. <laughs> like, hey man, you cut. Hey, you know, fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah, it was uh, the lineups were stressful, man. Yeah, heavily. You guys can go back and like literally just remember like the period and everything. What was the sneaker culture truly like when you first started collecting? Like, what was the energy, the happenings, the going ons? Like, how did you interact with it and everything? Like, just you know, what would your day be like as a so, yeah, when I first started collecting, yeah, it was like, it was a kind of non-existent. Like, you know, it wasn't, there was nothing really out there. Like I said, I didn't get into, like, Nike talk until, like, 03. So it was just basically, like, people from Northeast that I would talk to, like, friends that I grew up with. They were like, man, you see these Jordans coming out, like, you know, next weekend, let's go line up for them, you know? Um, I really started lining up, you know, in, like, 2003 when I started, you know, like, really getting crazy, you know, like, with all the retros. Um, yeah, back then, it wasn't, I don't know, it was more like, you know, just talking to your friends about it, you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, it, it didn't hit, like nowadays, I mean, shoot, there, it's everywhere, you know? Um, but lining up was a big deal, you know? Like, I've waited in line for two days before, you know, for a pair of black laser fours. I remember when they came out at Lifted in Northeast, and I mean, they only got like 14 pairs or something like that, and I got the only 13. And I mean, back then, like Jermaine was saying earlier, the, the friends you make, you know, it was, it was really, and, and to go back on like how, how it was back then, I mean, that's, that's what really I miss about it. Talking to people for two days straight or a day straight about sneakers, yeah. like all day, 
that's all you did is just sit there and talk about sneakers and occasionally someone would roll by and fucking scream like, you guys are idiots, you know, and we'd be like, dude, this is what we do. And, you know, I remember countless times I've had to explain to people like, why the hell I'm waiting for this sneaker and, you know, not come off as a, as a weirdo, even not really mine coming off as a weirdo. <laughs> but like, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, that's what was important to me at the time. And that's what went down in the sneaker. And I don't really see that anymore. Um, and that's why we do, uh, that's why like at our store, like index, like we threw sneaker socials from day one because we missed that, that, that stuff, like talking to people, like getting, a, you know, like we've, we've done it with Jermaine and when people actually get to meet Jermaine, they're like, Oh my God, like, you know, and, uh, and that's what ultimately what we wanted to do, you know, um, bring back kind of that line experience from back in the day. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we've done it, you know, a lot of people have met countless collectors at our store and they're like, yo, this is, that was dope. Thank you for doing that. You know, and that's what it used to be like back in the day, what I experienced. So I don't know. That was important to me. That's where I met V phase two. I was like, hey, over there. Yeah. And he was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm phase two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm from um, Alaska. And now we're mad close. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, so I have an opinion on this, and, I, mm -hmm. and you know that all of us, I mean, all of the sneaker week as a as a thing is, is you know, really for the culture and to bring it back. But Definitely. What, what do you think that uh, online has done, or what? how did online change what you were just talking about? Or did it change, or, or whatever? Oh, definitely. Um, it definitely changed like how how the the whole the whole experience goes down. I mean, now you can buy anything you want. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even have to like know anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. If you got money, you can just buy whatever the hell you want. Back in the day, it was way different. Like you had to know somebody, or you had to wait in line for that shit. Yeah, you it's know, a more fast paced and like instantaneous. Yeah, what the consumers are like today, and that's what they expect. Exactly. It's and ridiculous. I mean, if you want to weigh in on that, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, do your thing because you know too. I mean, well, here's the thing: it's changed. Yeah. But with any industry, um, if you think it's not going to change, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Change is inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Change is inevitable. Right? Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's, true. That's, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Truth hurts. And yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely took a change on like, like everything. I mean, it is a whole different ballgame nowadays. Well, the question yeah. is, not for the bad, but yeah. you know, it's, it has its bads and goods. But yeah. For you, what, um, what was the sneaker collect culture like when you first started? collecting stuff back in Alaska, so. Well, it was non-existent in Alaska. I mean, other than me and a few other friends, like my buddy Dan, um, just a few other people who loved shoes. Like, you know, we were a small community. Did it make it easier for you to come up on everything and all that good stuff? It did. I remember walking into like a Foot Locker um, by, to, to buy my Cool Gray 4s, two pairs. I walked into Nordstrom that same day to get my third Classic. Pair. They were sitting on shelves. Um, I remember seeing old retros like the Olive Nines sitting on the shelf like it's whatever the thing is alaska at the time there wasn't a lot of sneaker you know enthusiasts but there was a shit ton of people who loved basketball so people bought shoes to hoop it so they thrashed them so people knew about shoes they knew about nikes you know that the culture did exist but it was a different kind of existence if you know what i mean alaska is definitely isolated so we weren't really exposed to the culture i mean i had friends that lived elsewhere in New York, California, so, you know, I was exposed to the culture, and I would always travel from event to event, so that's how I built my connections, like, uh, through Nike Talk and ISS. I'd travel to events, and they'd say, oh, shit, you're phase two, you're from Alaska. I'm like, yeah, and then we would just keep in touch from there, and that's how I got a lot of crazy stuff, because these guys had access to crazy stuff, and they knew my tastes and my likings, 
and they'd say, oh shit, you know, Jermaine likes his pair. It's, it's time for me to let him go. Let me see if Jermaine wants him. Mm. That's how I got my shoes in Alaska. People always ask, how the hell did you get this and that in Alaska? That's how I did it. <laughs> you know, community. Yeah. You know? And it's true. Community is key. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, even back in those days, I remember thinking when I copped Jordan 16s, my buddies and I stood in line at one store at a Foot Locker in one mall, mm -hmm. and some kid walks by and is like, yeah, I don't know why everybody's in line over here. They got him at my store, and we leisurely drove over to the other mall, <laughs> Foot Locker, yeah. and I literally, I was like, you know, not name dropping, but I had some friends in the music industry or whatever, and mm -hmm. they wanted shoes too or whatever. And Talking about Like, we got, yeah, literally, mm -hmm. I walked in and bought six pairs of Jordan 16s, like, no problems, from a Foot Locker. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. In, in DC. Oh, I love Jordan 16s. 16s. Must be, I, I, yeah. Actually, must be I love nice. Jordan 16s, man. Yeah. <laughs> must be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Biz Marquee. I still got them 16s. Hey, Biz, whoa. I'm not That's some shopping, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and tell you. It was a thing, you know. Yeah. God rest his soul, Monty, his manager hit us up and was like, "Get shoes for everybody in the crew." And like, That's dope. Did, yeah. 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 Um, cool. When did you uh, see the shift in the culture? Get the power button on the back of the film the case. Oh, he said, hmm. "The juice." The juice. He said, "He said I got the juice, juice like that." On the back of the case. You got to turn you the switch. You switch. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. Yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. Real life. I'll talk to you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotta be right back. Man. Sorry, we're not losing all our guys. Here. <laughs> kids got people have kids and they gotta feed the meters and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they will take your. Chinatown's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I should probably check my Hey. Yeah, I know my parking kid's probably about to go off in a minute too. But... <laughs> you get that. You got that new age one though, yeah, man. Where you actually do it on your phone. Man. What um? So we can just ask you to and maybe Alex can jump in. Right, young Rikers not having it. Um, <laughs> when did you actually see a shift in the culture, which is like, I think is a big thing? Um, honestly, I can like narrow it down to a sneaker. Um, when I, okay, so the DMP pack came out in like, I want to say 2006. I got a DMP story. Yeah, so that's, that's where I saw a shift. Like when I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yes. Um, I waited in line. It's actually really interesting how I got into line because it was a, uh, they were doing Foot Locker was doing um, basically like employees only. We snuck in and got in line, and they were like, all the employees were like, well, "How'd you get in here?" Blah, blah blah. And I was like, "Yo, don't say nothing, man. Like, I don't want to hear it. I want to get my shoes, man." <laughs> you know. <laughs> basically, what happened is so. Anyways, all the drama going through the DMP pack really shifted for me because that's when it like hit super mainstream, man. Like when like they opened the doors, and I saw. I swear to God, this is Lloyd Center, second level Foot Locker. I saw the floor and felt the floor shaking. Like, because there was a stampede of people coming up when they opened the doors. And Shout out to Jordan Brand for making stampedes. It was crazy. Oh, damn. People flew by us, and there was probably like eight, eight, probably like 18 of us in line, and that's literally all they had pretty much. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of packs at this Foot Locker. And uh, I knew at that point, I was like, yo, shit just got crazy, man. Like, this is nuts. You know, there was like hundreds and hundreds of people and the security cards couldn't do anything. They were just like powerless, you know? They, people were, and I was telling you, oh, there's not that many sizes, you know, blah, blah. And I, after a minute, I just kept my mouth shut. What happened is though, after I left, a mom begged me to like buy these sneakers off me, like when I was walking out for her son. And he was sitting there like all pathetic looking like, oh, I don't get my DMPs. I'm like, yo, dude, like, sorry, I, I really, 
I, I really, you know, want to make you happy, but I can't because I waited in line for this. And, like, there was a lot of stress involved with this, you know? But when moms are asking me to buy these sneakers for, like, double the price that I just bought it for, and mind you, this was new to me back in the day. Like, I, I wasn't really selling sneakers, really, um, at all. And uh, this is like, 05, 05 or 06. Um, you know, that's what really, like, I saw the shift where, you know, suburban moms are asking me to buy my sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just weird. I was like... Nah, you know, but it, I don't know. That's when I saw it like, kind of hit mainstream, and then collecting became a mainstream thing after that. And that's really what did it for me, to be honest with you, you know? All right, I'm back. Yay. Hey, what up? <laughs> uh, I, I can think of a few, and they're all just big watershed moments, and I think we all remember these. I'm just going to list them off. Uh, Air Force Ones by Nelly. Oh, God, yeah, one. yeah. Um, if Jack I can pause you, it's the three-pack on that one, because you and I remember it clearly. I was going to say that just now. <laughs> the Hollyberry uh, Riff, mm -hmm. the Pharrell Dunk. And oh, the, the Pharrell Dunk. Um, Air Force One video, that set off the Air Force One craziness. Oh, yeah. Even, like, white on whites were selling out everywhere. And then the Jeff Staple Pigeon Dunk, that was another one. That was nuts. Riker yeah. remembers that one. <laughs> uh, when, when, it, when it's on the cover of a New York newspaper, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Um, I was actually talking to Terrence about this. Mm -hmm. 2000 MTV VMAs, yes. when Jay-Z appeared on stage mm -hmm. with a white Jordan 23 jersey and the white and red, fire red fives. Oh, yeah. I mean, any, any moment where like the mainstream gets a little peek at it. Mm -hmm. And then for me, personally, uh, I woke up and the Eminem Jordan 4s were $15,000. Oh, know, Jesus. Like, that happened out of nowhere. <laughs> That happened out of nowhere, man. Cause yeah. like, hey, I w I've been following that shoe for forever, and like, literally, he's right. Overnight, it's just fifteen grand. Like, whoa, wait a minute, these were just forty five hundred dollars, like the other day. Yeah. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I had to like really. Yeah, I passed the shoe <laughs> for like five grand. I'm like, ah, and then it's fifteen thousand. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Back to the pricing thing. Yeah. That's too much money. <laughs> 15, fifteen grand. Fifteen grand is way too much. Five yeah. grand, I mean, I can do. Yeah. Ten, I I've done, so I'm not proud to say it, but I've done it. But 15, I don't, you got to draw the line somewhere. Mm -hmm. but, um, 15 is bananas. Yeah. 15 is crazy. To me, um, to me, two is bananas. Oh, and also one more. The Cool Gray 11 launch. At least in California. That was so easy the, for me. At the Art and Fair Mall in yeah. Sacramento. Right. And I remember hearing about it in the news. So uh, any, any kind of like situation where there's like, it appears in the news or newspapers in the mainstream, mm -hmm. that's when it kind of crosses over. Yeah, no, I got you. I can imagine those. We were actually talking about what was the uh, what, what, when did you see the shift in the sneaker culture? Actually, which shift? Just from the, just in the culture underground to mainstream. Well, just I, well, okay. So we're, I, I think for us, we were talking about the ones that kind of like made the industry go from this thing where it was just like seemed like cool community to this commoditized like proposition that you know kind of mess things up a little bit, I think, in my opinion. Or, 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 or switch the culture, or shift mm -hmm. the culture. It's a fully loaded question. <laughs> outside where it's raining. Um, what did these guys say? I might be able to piggyback off of what they said. I brought up the DMP release and how crazy it was and how and basically the, that went. Well, the DMP release was kind of piggybacked off of the hype around like a, a couple years prior with like the Laser 4, mm -hmm. uh, the Black University Blue 12 package with the hoodie. The hat. Yeah, Jumpman 23. Jumpman 23. Yeah. And it just started creating um, an online frenzy. Of, uh, oh, dude. Uh, 
Alex and I went back a little further. He went to the Nelly <laughs> video, and then I reminded him of. Yeah. I was in LA at the time, and yeah. it was uh, the Halle Berry riff, Pharrell Dunk, and the Nelly. The artist uh, series. Yeah, the artist series was like. I still got my Espos that are cracked. Like yeah, a buddy of mine just had me bring a pair of Espos over to Terrence the other day. But, <laughs> and it's literally, it's like the whole thing was. I, for me, it soured me. That was the first time I saw people standing in line overnight. Mm. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, I, I, what is I, this? I've been blessed. <laughs> I've usually been blessed where I usually get a hookup on my sneakers. Like, I had somebody who worked in most of the stores. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got your size. Yeah. Like, so. No, I, I, I agree with that point as well. I mean, once you start collaborating with um, uh, people and influencers from other genres, footwear is one thing, music is another. And then you just resonate to a whole new crowd. And I can see why you said that point, and I completely agree. Mm hmm. That was a big deal with the Pharrell dunks. Oh, the Pharrell dunks were crazy. Jesus. That's yeah. that's one of my grails. Yeah. And, and Index has a pair right now. Uh, yeah. And it's like four hundred bucks. Uh, I got this business that I need to run. It's too much for me. What about what about your boy Wale with the whole yeah. phone posit thing? Oh yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little that, more. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden. I know, I know some yeah. things. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, so literally, I mean, like he he and shout out to Sneaker Man Dan and a bunch of other kids who used to go back to the. Uh, in the Maryland sales office from Nike, they would just, their sample size, mm -hmm. they would buy the sample size shoes and they'd come to Flex on Nike Talk and they'd have it like way past early. And, you know, I'll be quite honest, I'm not there anymore, whatever and everything. And, you know, some of the Eakins who worked the brand knew at the time, but mm -hmm. I had no problem. If I knew there was a model that could use a little extra help mm -hmm. and also happen to fit his persona, because a big thing that I think a lot of brands miss nowadays is the fact that they just want to send anybody anything. Mm. Yeah. When you know the consumer and you know the product and you know the influencer, you can kind of create that perfect little, you can work, work those things together to get a good impact on it. Yeah. But if not, you just kind of get this contrived, like, you know, while in Air, in Air Max ones or whatever. He's not an Air Max one guy. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a, you know, he's a phone closet guy. Mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. So it's like sending him that type of stuff kind of makes sense. It, it hit, man. I remember when he was like busted out his collection, dude. All of a sudden, man, like foams. Everybody was rocking foams, man. Everybody. And then the whole Galaxy phone positive release. I was there in LA when that went down, and it was insane. It was insane. I was working a night time, <laughs> and yeah, I mean seriously, it was super insane. Yeah. Like uh. Like, I remember working at Nike at the time, and I had people calling me, <laughs> trying to offer me five, ten grand for a shoe, and I was like, I like my job. Yeah, yeah, I like my job, <laughs> right? Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember that time, too, because that was actually around the time when I first met you. Um, I'll get my, I'll, you know, doing my doo-doo duties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get my yes. camera on campus. And, um, and I remember that, that track came out, and then I realized what you were working on, yeah. the product that you were working on. And then, uh, and then what was the other track that, uh, the one he did with A-Track? Yeah, it was the Nike Boots one, and then, um, I'm not sure. I think it was, was called My Sneakers, or I don't I, know, but yeah. it was for like a, it was for like a mixtape that they did for, I think like Nike Plus, or something like that. Like, I, mm. I, and I remember hearing that, I used to play both of those songs all the time. <laughs> there was one song, not so, not so much. I was a big Iverson guy, so I was like, whatever. Nah. That, that was also a huge, really important, cool piece, I think, for the culture at the time. Like, it was, that was a truly pure connection where, I mean, we just literally, like Dan told me, Dan emailed me and said, "Well, they had a new song called Nike Boots. You guys mm -hmm. can do something with it. The rest is history." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty that cool times, though. Man. A good branding moment as well as it did, so, definitely, so. definitely. Yeah, Riker rolling in the, the, the paint bucket. He's saying he's got to pull up. He's having yeah. fun. I'm pulling up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so did, did you guys ever? Yeah, uh, did you guys ever think that this would uh, that this would turn into a business? 
Um, Especially like you and you and Mikey. Yeah. So not. I mean, when I first started collecting, I was kind of against resellers. To be honest with you, I was like, you know, because you'd be in the front of, you know, they'd be, they might beat you to the line, you know. And I was like, hey man, you got my 13, and I waited all this time, and now I don't have my 13 because of you. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of uh, something that we were kind of against at first. Um, Oh, no worries. So, but yeah, so let me go back to that. Um, yeah, I was like not really into that um, growing up, but basically after I started selling a few of mine to kind of go back on what Jermaine was saying earlier, I would have four pairs of a, a black and red 13, you know, the 2004 one. Um, Yo, this one's yeah. Oh, this one's, yeah, okay. So I would sell like three of them just to get something you know, that I really liked, you know what I'm saying? So that's what kind of got me into selling sneakers, is selling my own stuff to get something, you know, like he said, qu you know, quantity or quality over quantity. And that's what really got me like, wait a minute, like I can sell this and I sold these for like 250, but I bought them for like 170, you know, like this is crazy. And I was like, oh wow, well I'm making money and now I get to go buy this PE that I really love on eBay for X amount of dollars. And I only had to get rid of like four of my sneakers that I have triples, quadruples of. So that's really what got me into it. And I didn't think, you know, at the time that, you know, there wasn't uh, like Flight Club really around around that time, I think. Yeah, I think Flight Club uh, started around like 2006 or 2007, some, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, it, w it wasn't really uh, in my mind until I really started selling on eBay, like other people's collections and stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute, there's a, there's a business here. And then when I moved to L.A., uh, well, I moved to Orange County, I'm sorry. <laughs> I moved to Orange County, I started hanging out in L.A., and then uh, basically, like, you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, I saw stores down there. And, you know, I hung out with a lot of those guys in the stores, and I started getting used to, like, oh, man, this is, like, this consignment thing is great. And, you know, shout out to Riff LA. I would go in there all the time, and they treated people, like, with respect. You know, it wasn't one of those things that um, you go in there, and they're cool guy you or nothing like that, and which is kind of, like, a normal thing, you know, certain places you go. And uh, that's when me and Mikey were like, yo, why don't we bring a sneaker store to Portland? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and kind of do it like, you know, like Rift does it. You know, and just to be honest with you, I've always been, you know, like, hey, man, they're a huge um, ins inspiration to us to why we did this, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I didn't know starting that it would be, you know, like back when I used to collect, like hardcore, I didn't think it would be like this. But, man, as the years, you know, as, it, as I grew older, like, I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty cool. And now I'm in a business where... I see cool sneakers all day and I get to hang out with people like this. I mean, this is fucking dope, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm being honest, like, and, and I'm never jaded with sneakers. I don't, you know, I do see a lot of cool stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm always like, yeah, this is, I still have interest in 24 Watch seven. the table bump show. Oh, sorry. Sure. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. You messing up our mics, bro. You know, so, it's, you know, it's the yeah. first one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, y'all just technical difficulties oh, no, over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at, man. How about you? Um... Yeah, you know, early on I realized that yes, this could definitely turn into a business in general. For me, no. You know, just because I'm selfish and I'm a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, but essentially, I, you know, back then I saw prices, um, secondhand market, fluctuating, you know, 100% increase. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely saw potential, you know, with the industry, you know, turning into a business. So I remember seeing Croatian styles, Paris dunk photos, like 30 oh, plus Oh, those pairs. are crazy, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah. plus Paris and Gay Pair at least. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude, those, another guy that's been around forever. Yeah, <laughs> those, those, like, Dre's photo, K 
killed it yeah. back then. Shout out to Croatia. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I definitely realized, at, at, you know, early on that this could definitely turn into a lucrative business. Just not for me. Yeah, I, I've still struggled with it a little bit and everything, but like I've definitely figured it out a little bit more. But for eons, I would never. It was like, no, why would I give you? Why would I sell my sheep? No, mm-hmm. this is mine. <laughs> yeah, we all been there. Yeah. We all been there. <laughs> so just you know, just kind of wrap it up real quick, and maybe Alex, you can bring Riker back over for this last part because it's like our last question was one of. But it's like, what's your take on uh, collecting today? Just you know, if you guys can do a quick round robin conversation about this and everything. Um, I think social media has like a huge influence on like younger people like hey like this is kind of the, the like people set a bar but there's you know basically like hey this is my collection your shit should be like this you know and and I think that's kind of a negative thing um, like when we were growing up it's just like what we liked you know there was no influencers you know like you know, it wasn't really like that growing up and so we would just get like how, how you know y'all were technically the influencers nah 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 it's, it's one of those things like there wasn't really anybody to go off of back then you know what I'm saying um and to go back to my, you know, earlier conversation when I seen Alex, like, and, you know, I was like, whoa, this dude has some crazy stuff. You know, I saw, you know, the Soul Collector magazines and everything. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know, man. It, it's hard to say. Like, collecting now is, like, way different than when we were collecting. But I don't want to be that guy that says that. But it is true, though. I mean, it's, I see a lot of people like, yo, yo, what's dope? What should I get? And I'm like, bro, get what you like, dude. Don't ask fucking me. Like, why the fuck would you ask me? Um, but, you know, it, it's, yeah, sorry. It's, it's. It's one of those things, man. Like you just just get what you like, and I don't want to be cliche and say that, but it's so true, man. Like don't, you know, just like if you like something, get it, man. You know, and don't, you know, don't think, don't get it because you think it's gonna, you know, go up in value, and you might just hit a lick. You're just, you know, just get it because you fucking like it, dude. You know, and that's where I'm at with that. And a lot of people look at like these guys that are on Instagram and social media, and they're like, man, I gotta be like that, dude. I mean, fuck that, dude. Don't be like that, dude. Just do what you want, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't stand it when, when, you know, that type of stuff happens. You know, just be yourself. Who cares what that dude has? I mean, he might have a lot more money than you. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So that's my take on it, you know, be honest with you. I mean, I'm not trying to be sour or anything like that. Or, But it's, it's true, man. I've seen it change, and it's just like, for good and bad. But I have to really say this and be clear with that, you know? But that's definitely my, my take on collecting nowadays. I mean, just... Get what you like, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to piggyback off the tee. I mean, I've always said since day one, you know, buy what you like. Um, pe- some people say that I have a crazy collection. You do. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we'll, well, here's the thing. I have a crazy collection. If I fill this table up with 20 or 30 shoes that are crazy, you might be crazy to me. But you have other collectors out there. Half of them might like that, you know, that shit. And others might say... Why the hell are you buying a Jordan 11 cleat? Why do you have, you know, a size 16 pair made for so-and-so? You know, you can't wear them. Yes, I can't wear them, but they're my shoes and they're in my collection. You know, I spent, you know, hours and hours of, you know, work, time, energy, money on, you know, curating this collection personally for myself. It shouldn't matter to me if you like it or not. You know what I mean? Thank you if you like it, and thanks mm-hmm. for saying I have a crazy collection. Um, but at the end of the day, it's mine. You know, there are shoeboxes with content in my room, in storage. And that's how I look at it, because I buy what I like. And that's just my perspective. Other people today, more so than before, in my opinion, buy the stuff. They buy because they want to be cool and accepted uh, by their peers. Um, I mean, 
who says that's bad too? I mean, I don't know. To me, it's bad, but that's my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's always been like that. But the percentages have changed. I see a larger percentage of kids and young adults, old adults, doing that today more so than before. Mm. And that's just my take on how it's changed. And that's cool. You're buying all the hype stuff. Keep doing that because I'm not. You know, I'm out there looking for old, you know, Air Force Ones. Like, you know, I'm looking for old Atmos Air Force Ones that no one is, you know, no one paying attention to. You mean those gray blue ones? Yeah, I'm looking for <laughs> yeah, the Atmos, yeah, the linens, the, you know, the mushrooms, yeah. all those white yeah. cocoa, all those Air Force Ones. You know, don't look for those because I'm yeah. looking for them. <laughs> don't look for those because yeah, I'm yeah, looking so, for them. Yeah, just yeah. Shout, shout out to the homie PG Knows. He knows PG knows. Hey. He knows who they are. PG knows. Yeah, PG knows. Yeah. yeah <laughs> God, he's not a size nine. Yeah, mm. but Paulie, be holding that. I've seen him 11 and a half Taiwans the other day, Paulie. Oh, hey. I need Taiwans in the JD. Yeah. yeah. Need, yeah. yeah I'll talk to you about stuff. I ain't never heard yeah. before. These are forced dudes right yeah. here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease up. I'm going to ease back for a little bit. I'm going I'm to get back here for a little bit. So for those listening. Let's let Alex dive into this real quick. It's the last one we got for you guys. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to be a sneaker diplomat here. I mean, sneaker culture is here to stay. You know, it started small. Hallelujah. It's gotten big. It's, it might get small again. It might get big, bigger. Oh, jam! Everything's cyclical. Everything happens in waves. Everything, mm -hmm. you know. The people that don't really have the culture or the, the passion for it, you know, they'll go. And that's fine. I mean, we've, we've seen that happen. Um, yeah. No, you have to walk to the table. The mic should walk. So we've seen that happen, and, you know, that's great. I mean, they, they further sneaker culture for their tenure, and then they're gone. And that's fine. I mean, people like us, we've been here a while, and... We love sneakers because we genuinely love sneakers. And, you know, I, I started when I was in high school. I don't think, I'm 40 years old and I, I still love sneakers. I love the smell. Mm -hmm. I love unboxing them. I love reading about them. I love all of that. So that's mm -hmm. why we're here. And I think sneaker culture will be fine. It's just the different waves that it takes and the different, you know, like the, the money era, like people that want to have the biggest awesomest collection cool you know the people that have five pairs that love everyone cool that's great you know uh, and we welcome all of that and I think a lot of again just to go back to the point one a lot of friendships a lot of community and again that's why we're here mm -hmm. that's why I'm here yeah Anything else you want to say? Bro, I got, I got nothing else, man. I got, I, got, <laughs> I can say a lot of things about all these things, and I'm sure you could too. But I mean, I just, it's really, it's really dope that, uh, you know, through through sneakers and through actually, we we know each other from before, but it was actually still through sneakers. It was. Um, Your brother brought you over. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my brother knew that T was into sneakers. He knew that I was into sneakers. So one time when they were hanging out, they used to work together, and he took me over to his house, and T gave me a pair of twelves. I was legit. The OG, uh, yeah, the OG yeah. white reds. Yeah, I still yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. I nice, have man. Actually, I want to soul swap because the also got all hard. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So now yeah. if I wear my this, just yep. slide across the floor. Oh, yeah. Slide across the floor. But, uh, that was a long but, time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, hey, hey, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think all of us sitting here, uh, you know, we know exactly where we met. We know exactly how we met. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're still... You know, friends from yeah. Yeah. Right? Like actual friends. Yeah. 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 So that, that's I make fun of Ian all the time on yeah. on text messages all day, uh, every day, all day, every day. Yeah, I make fun of him too. When he uh, doesn't wear socks uh, to his wedding. Oh, man. It looks like white Oh, dude, that was so dirty, dude. I still get that shit all day, bro, every day. Text messages all the time. Man, goes out man. Exactly. Seriously, man, it's all bad. I won't tan him. I won't. I won't tan him. I won't tan him. <laughs> <laughs>
talk for hours on it all day, but I think that's our time, folks. Well, thank well, you all very much. Once yeah. again, we get your social yeah. Thank you for having us, man. No, thank you for having us, honestly. I mean, yeah, come man. like you inviting us on on here is like it means a lot to me. I was like, yo, when you told me, hey, come on here, I was like, that's fucking dope, man. Thank you. Because coming from you, a guy I respect, especially in the sneaker community as well, I mean, that's it's a big thing, man, to sit down here and talk to you on in front of everybody. I think it's real cool. And don't and sleep. Ian. He's got some kicks, man. Oh, dude. No, and the knowledge the knowledge is crazy. Just When he talks to you, just fucking listen, dude. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and just sit there and listen. Just sit there and listen. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, thank y'all much. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. jam. That was dope, man. Hey, thank y'all. You guys are so awesome. Thank you, man. Positive. Very. That was not positive. No, what are you talking about, man? That's, that's real life. I did something over here. Oh, my legs, man. Yeah, anytime you would think about. I literally didn't touch it, and it's popping. It's popping.